0: Oh my God, Didi
1: got a podcast? What? Didi got a podcast. What? what's the tea? What's the vibe? What's the hype? Yeah, we live. Talk a little of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of love, a little bit of ratchet. That's Didi. Go, Didi. Go Didi. Go Didi. Go Didi. You a bad bitch. You a savage. Making money, making money is a All habit.
0: All right, so it's Didi's Dope Podcast. This right here is where you get a chance, you know what, to catch a laugh, get the tea, Get some information. I'm excited today to talk to this woman right here. We need to talk about mental health, um, mental wealth, mental issues, and everything. Let them know exactly your name and 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 your title because it's a title, y'all.
1: <laughs> so I'm Mayumi McKinley. I am a licensed mental health therapist. Um, I'm also what some people coin a transitional therapist, just helping people transition from one phase to another.
0: Really? Okay. Wait. Your name is Mayumi. Mayumi. Yeah. Mayumi. Mm-hmm. Where did
1: your name come from? It's Japanese. Really? And then people say, are you half Japanese? No. No, your father
0: was in the military? Somebody (laughs) in the military? No, my mom's
1: best friend in college. She named me after her. Oh, that's (laughs) so
0: sweet. Okay. All right. So let's talk about mental health, mental illness. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody the difference, though, because there is a difference between mental health and mental illness. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And people use them interchangeably, right? So mental health is your overall emotional well-being. How are you doing Mentally, you know, we have the spiritual realm, we have the physical realm. Mentally yeah. is, um, how you how do you feel? You know, whether it be depression, anxiety, are you feeling comfortable? Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling um, content, happiness? Just your mental well-being. Okay. Um, whereas when someone has a mental illness, um, it means that there have been several symptoms that may have been consistent in their life that deem up certain diagnosis. And there may be certain treatments, um, certain types of therapy that will assist that person with that set of symptoms.
0: So can somebody who is not... Focusing on their mental health, can they eventually develop a mental illness? Absolutely.
1: Really? They can eventually develop a mental illness or it can go in the direction. I'm, I'm conscious of labels, right? Okay. But, um, or they can go in the direction of it'll start to have a negative impact on various aspects of their life. So most of the time people realize where therapy, people like, well, how do you know if you need therapy? Or if just going to a friend is good or if I can get a coach or if I can do it. Right. And it's really, you know, how is whatever the issue is impacting Every aspect of your life, usually when it starts to spill over into familiar relationships, romantic relationships, now school is suffering or work is suffering. When it starts to impact all of those, maybe you're getting in trouble in the communities, maybe tons of speeding tickets, right. a DUI. When it starts to overflow into other areas, that's usually a sign that some additional support, some, you know, therapy is needed. And okay. the therapy isn't just for severe mental illnesses. I think people kind of associate yeah. it with. Being severe.
0: Okay, here's the other thing. Then, because if you say that, here's what I I've noticed: there are some people that will experience uh, grief. There's a death, and they're grieving. Um, maybe it's the end of a relationship or a marriage. They're grieving. They're sad. There's a lot of people who believe that they need to go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering: is isn't some of what people are experiencing today? Isn't that just emotions that we all have as human beings we have an emotion of we're sad or mm-hmm. we're angry when do you know the difference of i'm sad and angry and it's just a, an emotion mm-hmm. and when do you know the difference of it's time to go see a therapist
1: i would say both why not Mm, okay. Why not? So I, I think that's the conception. People think that, oh, it has to be a major issue in order for me to get help. What's the difference between if I'm going through a divorce? Because there's you're going to go to your friends and your friends are going to have their opinion. Your right. family's going to have their opinion. When you seek a therapist, if we use that example, it's just a neutral party that's going to pick up on things that maybe you didn't. You get to go in your past, maybe pick up on some red flags. It's an opportunity just to have an in-depth assessment.
0: Of who so, you are as Of who as a you are
1: mm-hmm. and how to cope with it in the best way possible. So it's kind of the difference between you can go to the doctor when you have a migraine, um, and say, I just want to double check and make sure everything's okay. Or you can wait a year down the line and say, oh, I've still been having these migraines for years. You know, mm-hmm. Either way, it's not going so to hurt.
0: So, what about, okay, so I'm curious about a therapist, you okay. know, because you are, uh, you said, yes. a transitional therapist. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're going to get into that. But a lot of people used to say that therapists must be crazy themselves to sit there and <laughs> listen to everybody's problem. Now, what's crazy about you? Come on, you're so pretty. You're beautiful. <laughs>
1: So everybody, I would say everybody have a little bit of them. Yeah, a right? little bit of crazy. Now, how well you're taking care of your emotional health will dictate. How, um, what made
0: you get into to this profession? You know what?
1: I've always wanted to know why. At first I thought I was going to be a radiologist. Mm-hmm. How funny. I you to always Z-
0: wanted to do something with medical in the medical field? In
1: the, well, in the medical field. I went to Xavier, so I was like, I got to come out. My dad was like, if you go in here, you're going to get a pre-med. Wow, <laughs>
0: you nice. You're going get a pre-med Shouts degree.
1: Right? Um, but. I thought I was going to be a radiologist because I was just looking at helping people and money. And I was like, I'm not even going to talk to people. I'm going to look at the x-rays, tell them what's right. wrong. And then it just well, it didn't fulfill me when I got to college. When I had my first set of science classes, I was like, yeah, this is cool, but no. no. But I've always had the question as to why. Even when I was younger, I'd be like, mom, this person hurt my feelings. Why would they do something like that? Or I see someone bullying. Why would they do? I always had. So this you wanted to know what understand- was
0: behind their thought yes. process and why they could do something like that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Interesting.
0: And so that was it. And you were like, I'm going to go to school. and I'm going to really.
1: I took a psychology class. And that was- I-, I took it in high school mm-hmm. and I-, I loved all the like. 48 type stuff, criminology, and I took it in college, and it was just this shift over me. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Wow. The rest is history.
0: And, okay, and you said the difference with transition of what you do. What I do,
1: and that's a coin for myself, because I don't like putting myself in the box, right? Mm-hmm. So you have people who are specifically specialized with trauma, you have people who specifically specialize in maybe grief and loss, and that's absolutely okay. My background, because I've worked in a variety of group homes and maternity homes and hospitals and dialysis centers and so many different places, I've had the opportunity to work with people in various transitions, mm-hmm. so Mm. Grief and loss, divorce, kids um, in group homes, trauma. So instead of just putting myself in this one box, I help people transition from one moment to the next one.
0: How long does someone need therapy? That's the question. You know, on average, let's just say on average, That's how long hard. do you? Yeah, because <laughs> because I often have heard that we're never going to be fixed until and we're never. You, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I hate the word fixed, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but 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 I think. Until you achieve the goal you came in. Okay. so you have to have a
0: goal in mind if it's that like what would be a, a mental health goal that somebody would have?
1: It depends. So if someone came in for like grief and loss or a divorce, then I would we would eventually see what the transition looks like if they're crying every day or not going to work, whatever the symptomology may be as we progress we're checking in and you see the growth and I like in my clients I love I'm just like so look you're not the person you came in wow and then there are some people I mean I've had some people on and off because life is happening right Mm -hmm. I have some clients that I met when they were like when I was an intern and they were in fifth grade and now they're like sophomores in college and life is happening on and off I may not see them for a year or two then break up and then I may not see them no year or two and then something happened in the family so it just depends
0: so you so it's like they lean on you when they know that there are times when they may be a little vulnerable mentally they may need you know a Boost. So, this, I mean, I'm so fascinated <laughs> with the fact. First of all, you are absolutely beautiful. Thank you. you are, you're getting ready to star on a show on Netflix?
1: um We're going to put that, was, there's something coming out okay. in the works with another um, um celebrity therapist. He works a lot with celebrities. So, our goal is to put it out there, put out the information, this content, so that people can break the stigma and like go get help and not understand that there's a possibility. I sat down across from someone, and family is so funny. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, so you're a therapist. And I'm just like, yes. And they're like, so my daughter, they have anxiety, and I'm just like, so that's so a real thing. I'm like, yeah, just as real as high blood pressure, because we'll recognize that before. Yeah, <laughs> before but we Okay, recognize but it. isn't that something that in our
0: community, and mm-hmm. and really there is the good thing now, because on one hand, you know, I get up- upset when things when the masses and it pick up mm-hmm. on things. And what we can do is we will diminish the word and use it so improperly at times that it doesn't have the same impact anymore, right? And everybody's so on mental health to the point where people use it to me sometimes as a crutch. Mm-hmm. I see people will use it for I'm telling you folks will say something like, Oh, he lost that space or Domino's game. Girl, you know he got mental health issues. Okay, hold up now. Mm-hmm. Right? You get what I'm saying? Like we're using it sometimes yeah. um, as an excuse.
1: And you know what? As a therapist, you know, and being in the field and being able to see it, I honestly would share. You know, I can find myself getting... I'm human too, right? Right, So I can find myself being like, okay, I work with people who have... have, I've seen significant challenges. And I had to humble... So this is my thought, and we were kind of talking about this before we started. I had to humble myself into thinking... Um, even if they're using it as an excuse, and I'm not talking about the spam, I'm talking people who do monumentous things like hurt people, you know, um, scam people, whatever it may be. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, it's because I, you know, I had this. And so it's like, well, even if they're using it as a reason consistently for a spades game because they want to get out of trouble because they want some empathy, that still signifies a mental health challenge, right? Mm. So we, I can recognize- What, that they're a liar? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's in a DSM, but- uh, (laughs) Okay, But I get what you what you say. I would be questioning that person's self-esteem, their mode of what happened in their background from a therapeutic perspective, but from a human being, when you watch people, I mean, I've watched kids being locked in closets and coming out yeah. and are fearful. I've watched when you see things like that, it is you have human moments. And then you also have to I have to remind myself that, wow, someone to go to lengths of that, you know, whether it be making lies to make themselves look better, whether it be feeling like they have to present as though they have an illness in order to get attention mm. that signifies something yeah there's some, well.
0: yeah, something's mm-hmm. wrong than if they do that during the pandemic though i mean now here we are we're we're, we're post-pandemic mm-hmm. how many mm-hmm. is it is it crazy how many people you're seeing on a regular basis
1: it definitely has increased just everywhere everyone's wait list just increased dramatically or dramatically um I'm bittersweet. I'm happy because I see more people asking for help than ever before, um, especially in communities of color. Yeah, um, I see a lot of women, black men, you know, Which finally, the, yes. beautiful yes. to go to an event. I do a lot of things in the community to go and have men walk up to the table and say, I just lost my child's mother. And, you know, I'm trying to raise the kids. I need I need support. So right. just I see a pouring out. But it, has it increased? Absolutely. Anxiety. Absolutely, depression,
0: what can, absolutely. But what can somebody do? Like if somebody's listening right now and here's the thing that um, what we have to be real about when it comes to therapy mm-hmm. is the extra money that it takes. You know, we don't budget for that. Let's be real. We don't mm-hmm. budget now. We will budget for, you know, some Jordans now for some reason. But see, mm-hmm. that talks about our priorities. But mm-hmm. the truth is there are a lot of um, families, people that could use help in our in our community. Um but they don't have the money to go and find a therapist or to seek
1: help. And this is where a lot of me and my colleagues always have conversations about this all the time. So what you're what you're talking about is those who don't accept insurance. So there are a lot of clinicians who don't accept insurance, and that's where you get in higher costs. Where people are saying one twenty five a session, one fifty a session, two hundred a session, and can the average person especially since the pandemic right. provide that on a weekly basis and then when you talk about the full family of dad dies or someone like you have three four kids yeah. who can afford that so what you're speaking of is that versus utilizing insurance for mental health services where you have your co or sometimes no co at all mm. the challenge is a lot of therapists um, especially clinicians of color it isn't a whole lot of therapists who are in network with insurances mm. for various reasons there'll be a whole other okay. show okay. Um, but um, that's the challenge so me at my practice one of the things reasons that we're fully saturated is because um um i have 40 clinicians that work and okay. a lot of them are clinicians of color but we're one of the few practices um group practices that accept insurance and people tell me why you but it pay don't pay as much and mm-hmm. then and i'm saying i cannot run a practice that my own family would not be able to attend i right. have to remember why i got that's the exactly. person. and i'm not knocking right. those who hey when i'm 60 i may be like 200 a pop right see few clients and i'm going home right but for me right now i cannot run a practice that my own family couldn't attend.
0: see yeah. i love that <laughs> and that's taking care of the community I, in ways that we don't even realize sometimes that you guys thank you for that by the way thank you thank you thank you so you know again like i said i think that um, I think mental health is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I've gone to a therapist. I went to a therapist with this boyfriend of mine. We were only dating. And he wanted us to go to therapy together because, you know, he was wanting us to do some, I don't know, become married probably one day. And I remember going, I cannot believe we're dating and we're going to a therapist. That was kind of interesting to me, but mm-hmm. I got it. And it got me used to going to a therapist. I remember when he and I broke up, I went back to see that woman mm-hmm. to try to figure out how to deal. Um, and, and so... And I didn't stay. What do you think that there is a limit though? Again, you should, should you say somebody goes to see a therapist and they should give them at least three months? Is there, you get what I'm saying? Because some I, people would go, I went and I ain't learned nothing.
1: I ain't that, doing it. They didn't help me. I would question did you come with an open mind? Um, because even at the bare minimum, if you learned that this isn't a good fit for me, it's still you're walking away with the lesson. And so not everybody's a good fit. I tell people, give it to. Maybe, I mean, some people walk in and they're like, absolutely not. This person mm-hmm. did not connect. They weren't listening to me because there are some therapists, you know, we're not perfect. And s- there are some interesting people out there. Yeah. So I will say if on the first session you felt disrespected, you felt like not a connection, that's okay. I would say don't give up. Give it a try. if you're going five, six, seven, eight therapists and everybody, and you may need to reflect on what exactly it is you're looking for to get out of therapy. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, okay. Now, here's the other one. If somebody is listening right now mm-hmm. and they are saying they would love to go to therapy, but they don't know if they have the money. Are there tools that we can do on a daily basis? You know what I mean? Like either on a daily basis, are there books that we need to get somebody who's listening that they can get, that they could try to seek some help themselves?
1: I would say first check with your insurance because most insurances, even Medi-Cal covers, or out here I think it's called Medicaid, Mm -hmm. covers um, some type of therapy. If not that, check with your job. Um, Some employment Um, Places have um, EAPs or employment assistance programs where they'll cover a certain number of sessions. There are places like um, online open path where you can go where there are reduced rates. And then if you call a therapist's office, ask them, do they offer a sliding scale? Do they offer a reduced rate? Um, Some therapists are willing to work. If none of that works and of all the listen like we talked about listen to podcasts find some therapists who out there that are giving quality information the thing is with the internet there's a wealth of information what's true or not true Mm -hmm. so i would say find a qualified clinician not a youtube therapist um, not, a Instagram, not a TikTok not a therapist. TikTok therapist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but find someone that you feel you can really connect with and listen to their podcast. You can always learn things from there. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do you have a podcast? Or no, you're just going to go do the Netflix? Yes, I do
1: have okay. I do have a podcast. Um, and I'm actually redoing some shows right now for another um, kin community that will be talking about mental health. So if people follow my page, there are lots of information there. I know I, have, I write about various topics. I try not to put myself in a box. Mm-hmm.
0: If a person came to you and they said... I don't know, I feel like I need to do something for me. What can I do to feel better about myself? You know, what are some of the things that a therapist would tell me to do or somebody listening, if they wanted to boost, you know, either mm-hmm. their their spirits or whatever,
1: what w- would be? My questions that I would ask them that I would want them to ponder would be when you say feel better, what does that look like? Because my feel better could be yeah, okay. I need to get up and clean up. So what exactly... Is that so you're clear on what you're looking for, because if you're not sure what you're looking for, you never know when you find it. Yeah. So what exactly does feeling better look like? Um The aspects of you that you don't feel are up to par, you don't feel are good enough or you feel are less than like what exactly is. Are you not as motivated or are you not like being able to pinpoint what those things are? Then you can create a plan for, OK, how do I address?
0: now? It? see that takes a lot of self. Uh huh. I was just going to say because somebody used to always say this to me, you know, everybody. There are some people who love. And are in love with the attention of saying, I've got mental health issues. I need some. There are some people who like that. You know, mm-hmm. they like being in that space mm-hmm. because it gives them attention. And there are some people who don't want to necessarily find out what's going on with them. Because, again, they like being in that space or whatever. And I always say I, I'm always tripping on people when I always say, you know, I spend a lot of time with me. And mm-hmm. I gotta figure out what makes me tick. I gotta figure out what I it like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I gotta know, I know what, what, um, what the trauma I experienced, and I also know how it's affected me. That's and I had to figure that, that out.
1: But a lot of people understand the trauma they experience, and they say they understand how it affected them, but it's not, These kind of people that say, oh, I got mommy issues, or oh, I got daddy issues, that's why I always say, okay, then now what? Mm-hmm. Because if you can say that I understand the why, but if you don't understand how it's impacted you, then there is no shift that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. And a lot of people are comfortable in their discomfort because it's familiar, and they don't recognize that. And But to and that's why I don't understand when people say going to therapy is for the weak. And it's, I'm like, do you know how hard it is to sit and look at yourself in the mirror? Yeah, a lot well, of people that, don't want to do it. That's the thing. It's a lot. You know, and it's
0: interesting you would say, because you make me think about, uh, what's the this dysfunctional couple right now? Krishan and um, Blueface. You've seen this, right? <laughs> I've seen,
1: yeah. I've seen the post. It, it is
0: one of the most dysfunctional. We are literally, I saw where somebody was saying this. We're watching a domestic violence situation play out in real time. And we're all a part of this, right? But I told somebody this one day. I said, you know, she comes from, Krishan, comes from a really, I mean, you talk about a troubled background and different things, and I said, it's interesting. And then when you saw when Blueface Mama got mm. into a fight with the girlfriend and the sister got it, I said, it's very clear that these two come from dysfunctional families, and they're so used to dysfunction that to go into something that was healthy, they probably wouldn't even know how to act.
1: Oh, yeah. I tell people, it's trauma bonds, right? Trauma oh, that's binding. what it's called, trauma Trauma bond. binding when you have two different backgrounds and, and people are... The trauma is what binds them. Cause sometimes with these with these individuals who've come from traumatic backgrounds, you relate. There's yep. a certain relatability yep. there. You're, you're comfortable. A, you're like, I'm used to this. But there's an understanding mm-hmm. that a person doesn't have to speak, whereas maybe if they were in a healthy relationship, they would have to articulate and explain, but you have to be healthy to even understand it yep. enough to explain it. Um I tell people all the time sometimes healthy can be boring. Yeah. The people are like, Oh, he's a good guy or she's a good girl, but I'm just not feeling, you know, I'm like, healthy can seem boring initially. Uh-huh. Um, I'll
0: and, take the boring now. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a- <laughs> take boring i've been in them dysfunctional ones i come from i always tell people i come from dysfunction honestly my mother uh growing up my mother was a teenage mom mm-hmm. father was young think about when they were coming up and trying to make it happen and make it work with little to no education fighting drinking, you know partying being too young with five kids i mean when i tell i always say that i come from dysfunction and so you know after being married my husband and i he knows there's certain things like i have a bad mouth right and i watched my mom my mom always had a bad mouth. And there are times when he and I will get into an argument and he'll say, okay, and he'll kind of let me know I'm mm-hmm. going down that path that my mom went down or that I watched mm-hmm. as a kid and that maybe I used to talk to other guys like this, that I dated mm-hmm. and he's letting me know I'm not that dude. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to talk to each other like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy to know that. And so some probably would go, Oh man, boring. I'm going to take boring.
1: <laughs> and, when I, and when I say boring, I don't want people to think, Oh no, I don't want that. But it's really, it's, it's unfamiliar. And I'll give you another di- example that's different. I've worked with people in retirement and everybody's like, Oh, when I retire, yeah. it's going to be great. I can't tell you how many people I work with in retirement. And they're like, I don't know what to do. This is totally different than I felt. I know I have all this time and I'm free, but where's my purpose? And it's not a negative thing, but it's getting adjusted to the freedom. Now you can choose. And it's the same thing when we get in healthy dynamics, family situations. Even if someone comes from a chaotic family and then they date someone in a loving family, right. like, you all hug a lot. Yeah. Wow, you all... This is normal?
0: Yeah, because right? I got to be honest with you. That's one thing I didn't do. And I've seen some some memes where they were saying, you know, did you get hugged as a child? And my mother wasn't a big hugger. Like, we would touch. we would be like, get them little fingers. And you know what she always says to me now? She says that I was the youngest of five. She said it was too many hands all over. Oh. My mother was like, uh-uh. Like, when we were kids, oh, it wasn't a lot of hugging and kissing. Because she said if she did that, if one of us came up to her, then all five. Mm. And she said she had these sticky fingers all over. <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, dang it, I didn't get that kind of love and yeah. hugs and... And stuff like that. And that has a lot to do with relationships as well, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not receiving that or seeing that at, at home, that can play a part in a relationship. Yeah,
1: our home is our norm, no matter if it's chaotic or not. Whether we're aware of if it's dysfunctional or not, it becomes what's familiar, becomes our norm. And so... um the Like what you did Reflecting Now you can say Oh I get why mom Had so many hands Or you know I Why she get didn't it. like it Why yet. she didn't like it But growing up Is just You don't know It's not discussed We're not sitting around Saying you know The reason I didn't Give you hugs all the time Is because it was Sticky fingers But
0: guess what It plays out in my life Because mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily A big PDA person With my mm-hmm. husband um, When we got married I kissed him I let him kiss me On the cheek yeah, we didn't kiss on the, I let him kiss me on the cheek. Mm-hmm. I did, because I'm not a PDA person, because my mom wasn't, but that's how it shows, you know, shows up in my life.
1: And it's not good, bad, or right, or wrong. Right. It's just when you enter a relationship with another person, having an understanding of why, where why it comes it from, and then what is the compromise? How do we meet in the middle? And that's what we've done. Yeah.
0: That's what we've done. And again, I kept going, I can't necessarily unlearn, because that's the other thing I'm wondering about. If this happened to me early on as a child, right? Mm-hmm. In my formative years, and this is what I'm seeing and in, 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 in viewing, some people have said, well, you only spent 10 years, you know, 18 years as a child, but the rest of it is an adult. Mm-hmm. It can't change, can it? Or, or can it? it? It it can It can get better.
1: It can get better. You become more aware. I don't want to say better or worse because some people just aren't comfortable being in touch for whatever reason. And that's totally OK. Um, It's just do you have a partner that's willing to understand that? So you all meet in the widow versus the partner says something wrong with you because you don't ever like what family did you come from? So it's just an awareness and having an understanding of what you're willing to do. I have couples I work with and some are not as affectionate and so they, they they're like side hook. What do you, you know? what do
0: you see the most in the black community when people come to you? Is it about father issues?
1: Mm, that's a loaded question um, I will say it has a lot to do with the, fami- the family structure Growing up and who was present Who wasn't present How the person who was present reacted um, Questions I would ask How was love shown in your household This is something for everyone to that's think about Really, really. How was love shown in your household I don't My
0: mom made food Love was shown And certainly in the black community It's based on food My mother would always It was food for How us. was accountability
1: taken How were problems resolved Was it nobody talked about blow up, Nobody talked about it And then all of a sudden Come eat well, we tried
0: yeah. to have family. Um, we tried to have family in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to have a little family discussions, and then they would turn out to be funny after a while. because <laughs> Nothing get accomplished. We didn't have no therapist. It was just my mom and my stepfather doing it. Isn't that funny? That, like, yeah, but, but that's they
1: tried. The yeah, but I they love tried. it. I love it. I and love
0: it. that. So, th- give me some other ones. I love that. So, you so, said um,
1: how was how was um, love shown? How was accountability taken? How were arguments or disagreements resolved? What happened during a disagreement? Um, and I threw we- things. My mama threw things. I throw things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those things. Um, what's another one? How was anger mm. shown? Um, how were if parents were together? How were, did you know if they were having issues or did you not know? Because some people never saw their parents argue at all. Right. So when divorce came, they were like, what the heck? They never I saw them we argue, never
0: saw them kiss, never saw him- Never
1: saw anything. Yeah. I've worked with clients like that. So then in their relationships, it's kind of like, I don't know, unsure of what. But then there are other underlying things that they pick up on that They don't even realize. Now,
0: are you married?
1: Am I married? No, I'm not married.
0: No. You're in a relationship. Yes. Oh, how long have y'all been together? <laughs>
1: oh goodness, about a year or so now.
0: Uh huh. Do you do you feel that you guys communicate well together? Oh yeah, we both. Um, he's a is he a psychologist no. or somebody? <laughs>
1: he's not, but he oh. but he's open to therapy. He's he's actually been able to um, don't go through his own journey. So we are able to have real dialogue, and he is like your, your partner. And we there's the communication, right? Mm-hmm. So when someone knows where you're coming from, and then they're able to say, hey. This is that thing we talked about. Yep. And it's out of respect and yep. love. And yep. that's very different than when we utilize vulnerable moments as a, a tool. A weapon.
0: Because as, you make me think about this guy had told me that I was dating a long time ago. And I said something about myself And I think I said something like, well, you know, that's just who I am. Take it or leave it or something like that. And he uh, said to me, I'll never get. He said to me, listen, I just told you something that was very negative that you're doing. He said, there's something you're doing that is very negative. He said, I think you're better than this. I know you are. Um, And he said, when somebody who loves you tells you something about yourself that is negative and they're wanting you to change it, he goes, they're doing it out of love. There's a big difference in how you use it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what you're saying. You know, some people can use it as a weapon against you. But this guy was trying to tell me, hey, listen, I'm telling you that you could be better and you shouldn't just say this is who I am. Take it or leave it. He said you should want to change mm-hmm. for the person you love
1: for yourself as for well. You, yeah. right? And, but we're on the whole take it or leave it. This is how I am. I do believe it's a it's a reason not to move forward. But I think it's based in a state of protection. And I fear. do too. it's to protect. I'm going to protect my heart and I'm not shifting or changing because when I have I've been betrayed or hurt. So this is who I am. It's armor. I see it as armor, Um, and I I understand it, it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tell people, you know, it will definitely keep those you don't want out, but it also will keep the healthier, the people who will give you what you need, you know, make you feel like you don't need the armor, Um, it's going to keep them away as well.
0: I often tell people this, you know, I did a lot of work on myself, I I read a lot of books, I did. I did a lot of self-help books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a girlfriend who um, went through this program called Momentum. I don't know if you're familiar. It's in New York. Uh, she did it years ago where they get a group of people together, and they all almost go through like um, a class, a, a self-help class, mental health class, everybody together going through different things. and You really got to focus and face your your reality, your fears, your everything. And so this girlfriend and I would talk every Friday when I was single. Every Friday, that was my date. Mm-hmm. I, girl, I get my glass of wine. Shouts out to Moneybag yo, talk to Wakisha. Yeah, I talk to that cup. That's my therapist, but anyway. (laughs) But I would do that. I would talk to my cup and my girlfriend, and we really would have heartfelt where we had to dig deep. And I Mm -hmm. often tell people that we would dig deep, and it helped me so much to understand and to pinpoint, because that's the biggest thing, is pinpointing what's wrong with you, and then you can fix it. But I was telling somebody, I said, the one thing for me with relationships, I wanted to be married and be in a relationship because I thought all the work I'm doing on myself the only way I'm going to see that some of it is working mm-hmm. is to see it reflected back in you in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got me, and that's why I wanted to be in a relationship was because I was like, let me see. Let me put this to the test. Let me put it to a test, the work I've done.
1: And what you're also talking about is the company you keep. That too. Because it's very different to have a conversation with someone because there could be trauma bonds among friendships as well. Everybody yeah. get together and talk about the bad relationship. Everybody yeah. get together and talk about the drama. Everybody gets together and talk about how their baby mm-hmm. mom or baby daddy is not. So it's, it's being partner with someone who's insightful, not just romantically, but friendship, because it sounds like you and this girl are really real with each other. (laughs) Well, we're
0: still with the best of friends, and most of the time, I had to realize, any girlfriend that I was, it's normally about, we're going to help each other. We're Mm going to have conversations, real conversation, not on that surface superficial stuff. Mm -hmm. I needed to, and I always talk about that, That And she and I, anytime we'll get on the phone, even now, now she's, you know, we're both married and she's got Mm -hmm. her kids or whatever. But every now and then we'll get a day and I'll call her. she's like, girl, let me go get my wine so we can have our conversation (laughs) and get deep. I can tell you this is, you know what I mean? Like we really dig deep and it is important about when you're finding friends that you are finding friends that you could talk to that can help you through some of this
1: and And that you're willing to listen to because real friends hold you accountable yeah real friends are going to say things you don't like to hear sometimes but some people shy away from that i remember i was i had a good friend this was years and years back and she was in an unhealthy relationship and it was just going on and on for years and at one point i said i need an emotional Break from us having this conversation mm. over and over and over. Not because I don't care about you, but because I respect the decision that you're making to go back. But for me, it's like watching someone like it's an it's an addict. Yeah, and I'm watching you decline, and I love you so much. But I and I describe to her, I say I'm seeing this, this, and this. So we can talk about anything else. So we can Your future, your goals, your, but let's just break on talking about this aspect of it let's talk Mm -hmm. about you what do you want and she ended the friendship because she told me i should be willing to listen to everything that she wants to say and 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 maybe some people feel that way it's not right wrong but for me it was like i respect your feelings i just i want us there's more to you than this person so let's talk about your goals your dream your kids how are they doing what do you want outside of this and for her it was i'm not being a good a good friend friend. Um,
0: so before i let you go Mm You know, there's a stereotype in the black community that girls who strip and who are on stage didn't have a father figure in their lives. As a psychi- psychologist, you're a psychologist. A licensed
1: right? therapist. therapist. No, okay. I'm not, I didn't go, I went um, uh, psychology and social work. Route. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: knowing that, do you think that's true that that's why women end up?
1: That's not only why you have people who have fathers actively in their lives who are. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say that's a blanket statement. Now, do you have people who their fathers weren't present in their lives and that's what they chose to do? Yes, I've ran across people living where I live where their fathers encouraged them and said, "You have, you know, why not? You have the body, you have this. Do you know? You should never have to pay for anything, right?" So that doesn't necessarily mean um, that.
0: Okay, here's another one then that we see in the black community: Um, mothers who um, coddle their sons. Mm and um, almost act like they're the boyfriend, is, is that hurting our community? And is that why we're seeing a lot more men not step up, and not marry the women, not do, is that what's going Ooh, on that's, in our community? You giving me
1: all these loaded questions. These each could be their own series. I know. <laughs> I will say the, these are trends that I've noticed in the, in the community. Um, Yes, the single moms growing up raising men, there is just an element that is not going to be provided because we're not men. And it doesn't make it right, wrong, or good, or bad. I think people do the best that they can, but there may be some coddling. There are mothers who are very um, enmeshed with their children. Enmeshed? Enmeshed, meaning... um, too involved in uh-huh. their relationship, like, too, too. And, you know, so when the man starts to date whomever they're dating, um, they're all involved. They yep. feel like they're pushing them to the curb, and sometimes that can cause discourse. So just having an understanding of the transition of roles within relationships, and I can get married, and it doesn't mean I don't love you enough. It just means this is a new journey I'm starting, and you're still a part of it, mm. but the dynamic looks different. Um, that's that's very common. Just the ignore... We ignore mental health in the
0: Black, Black community. community. I know.
1: And I don't just mean, like, crazy. It's just... There's some resiliency in it because I see people who normalize, you know, oh, you got a limp or there's some physical ailment, and you go right out there and play. So this person never feels, and I've seen it be very resilient. But I've also seen substance abuse, anxiety, PTSD be ignored until the person is in jail.
0: Because it. now you have to understand, and it's not even just money. I mm-hmm. think in the black community, when it comes to mental health and going forward, you know. We always knew that we just had to get out there and persevere and had to make it happen too, though.
1: And then there's lack. The systems aren't set up. There's distrust with the systems in general because not every therapist is black and not every therapist is culturally competent. So we get coined as aggressive or we get coined as... Um, you know, conduct disorder at a very, very young age. And there's
0: nobody to help us now. But now, luckily, as we all have the conversation, we're going to yes. see more African-Americans and minorities in in your field mm-hmm. wanting to help. But it, it has been, um, I think, difficult. And I saw something that said um, if there was one race of people that certainly needed mental health and probably should have it for free and that that needs to be our reparations is the african-american community when you look at through history what has been done and that we've repeated to our own children and everything else generational traumas. yeah and they were saying if there is one race that certainly needs to have it and uh, would be us mental health we need help with it so Thank let everybody me. know how to reach you Find you, everything else, and your podcast um, so you get us some help. Get us all some help.
1: <laughs> so you can find me. If, my name is so common. You can go to www.myumimckinley.com. I'm on Instagram, epiphany underscore If you put in my name, M-I-Y-U-M-E, it'll I come up. It. Mayumi, Yes.
0: That is such a great name. I Thank love it. <laughs> well, I love you being on. I want you to come back and we'll have of some. Course. I want some other guests on. We could all talk some more because I do think mental health is important. Again knowing what it has always been in my family which is you know mental illness is hereditary so I've always wanted to make sure that my mental health matters you mm-hmm. know and I have to distance myself and stay away you know I have to you know regroup sometimes people don't understand that and I think that's part of mental health too is just sometimes saying no staying in getting to know yourself you I know I think that's
1: the key with people are like I don't need therapy I'm like therapy going back to one of the first questions like, therapy is an opportunity to understand yourself on a deeper level with someone who doesn't have any arterial motives and someone that's going to look through a different lens because they're not your friend. Your family wants to protect you. Your friends want to protect you. Nothing's wrong with that, but they're still not biased and subjective as to what they see. So it's an opportunity to have a neutral set of eyes, be able to identify things that maybe you haven't picked up on, make connections that maybe you haven't. So that's why I say it doesn't even have to be anything going on. I've had people come in and say, you know what? I just don't feel like myself. Right. Cool. Let's go through and then you're it. Like, let
0: me teach you about you. Let's,
1: let's let's go. Let's go through. So it's just an opportunity to learn. And but More we look at so. it as you have to have a problem, and that's not necessarily that's not true.
0: I love it. All right. Well, listen. I appreciate you being in here. I love talking about mental health. We'll be doing it again. Thank you, um, Thank you for everybody. Me. Listen. You could always listen, watch the podcast. Where am I looking? Where am I going? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can actually uh, go to YouTube. You know, subscribe to our YouTube page. You can find us everywhere. Follow us online. Dee Dee's Dope Podcast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank I appreciate you, thank it. You. Thank you for having
1: me. This is a pleasure.
0: Right. What's
1: the tea? What's the vibe? What's the hype? Yeah, we live. Talk a little of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of love, a little bit of shit. That's Dee Dee. Go Dee, Dee. Go Dee, Dee. Go, Dee, Dee. Go Dee, Dee You a bad bitch. You a savage. Making money, making money is a find habit.